0: Countdown. Three, two, one.
1: This is the Contracting Experience. Connecting government contracting professionals to the world around them through conversations with acquisition influencers, insights into evolving hot topics, and sharing lessons learned from the field.
0: This episode of the podcast is with Head of Air Force Contracting, Major General Alice Trevino, and podcast guest interviewer and future contracting squadron commander, Major Delaney Kiernan. General Trevino talks about looking at the challenges and opportunities in Air Force contracting through a lens of alignment, prioritization, and simplification. She also addresses how lines of effort are being reviewed and addressed within the Air Force contracting flight plan. General Trevino encourages contracting professionals to think about their growth and how setting goals can help them stay focused on their personal and professional development.
1: All right, ma'am, you took over as the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Contracting for the Air Force just this past summer. What has that transition been like for you?
2: So, Major Delaney Kearney, thank you for asking me that question. I'm very happy to be here, and I really appreciate you setting up this podcast. Of course. Today. Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I'm also very excited because you have been selected for command. So, I just wanted to congratulate you publicly here. Thank you. On here thank as you. you guys go off next summer. So, you know, moving, moving is, I think, it's, it's never easy. Um, but the new job, um, the new position, the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Contracting, it's everything that I thought it would be and more. And the coolest thing about going um, to the Pentagon, of course, um, we, we, I've been assigned there four times, so it felt like returning home. Um, my last position I left in 2018 working for Secretary Mattis and Secretary Shanahan, was in a different part of the Pentagon. So, the new was like getting lost and trying to find myself and, and, you know, this was a different corridor and a a different um, hallway. So, that was a little bit unexpected, just trying to find my way to work and coming back into the battle rhythm of what we had. Um, But what was wonderful was returning, it, it just felt like returning, um, to family but leaving one family at AFICC and then knowing so many people on the FAQC staff uh, so that was really helpful um, didn't feel like I was outside of my comfort zone but I just felt like you know every time I, I wake up in the morning and I go into work you you oftentimes you don't know what email you're going to get which I would say is probably the same for you and the same for all of us so um, just having a wonderful staff and um, knowing the, the points of contact from the other staffs and, and learning about you know, our colleagues in SAF-AQ and then of course being able to reach out to our senior contracting officials across the Department of the Air Force uh, that is, that's one of the great things that came out of COVID is because we know how to use Teams now and we know how you know, we're, we're not as unfamiliar with um, reaching out in, in virtual ways. So, I would say um, joining the QC the staff was everything that I thought it would be and about a thousand times more. So, in that
1: same vein of a thousand times more, what would you say has surprised you the most?
2: What has surprised me the most? So, oh gosh, you know, maybe, maybe the intensity of the asks, um, because we, we are, um, you know, when we we're going across 26 portfolios with our senior contracting officials, just I have been for the last four years at AFICC, you know, focused on operational acquisition, and now, you know as a change agent I have to put my money where my mouth is and I can't be stuck in the past and so I need to um, not just understand the operational acquisition portfolio I need to understand the systems portfolio I need to understand classified and so really um, getting to know each of the senior contracting officials portfolios separately and their uniqueness I think that has surprised me the most but it's also been the most exciting. So I'm one of those people who I think that challenges are opportunities and so every challenge um, has been a great opportunity for learning and a great opportunity to meet somebody new, um, really expand my comfort zone and you know um, kind of get to know the building a little bit more um, down hallways that I had never been down before. Fifth time's the charm, then. Fifth right? time's That's the charm. So pivoting to your messaging to the contracting
1: workforce from your new position, your communication is based on looking at everything through the lens of alignment, prioritization, and simplification. Can you talk about each of those areas a little bit, maybe give some examples?
2: Yes, I can. So, you know, when the when I got up uh, to the position in July, it had been over a year since the Secretary of the Air Force had introduced his operational imperatives. And in September, you know, at Air Force Association, the airspace and cyberspace symposium, he, he, Secretary Kendall, talked about, hey, I released these a, a year ago and we're still on this path. and. What was what was interesting to me uh, about the number one, which is alignment, is you you have to understand where your senior leaders are going, and if you don't understand where your senior leaders are going, uh, very difficult to follow them, but also to even understand the why, um, and to get into step behind them. And so that became uh, as I came into the new position the number one. Priority or focus area that we wanted to go is to making sure that we were aligned so that all the senior contracting officials knew where we were going. And we are expanding it to that as we go into 2023, but it's really about all 8,000 of our contracting professionals. We have 700 officers, we have 1,400 enlisted members, and we have over 6,000 civilians. So if all 8,000 of us do not know where we are going, it is going to be very hard and very inefficient. Uh, to be um, rowing in the right direction, to be moving in the right direction, again, to even know what direction we're supposed to be going in. And we have to factor in the Secretary of the Air Force operational imperatives. We need to understand, um, you know, it's a space order, a battle. We need to understand command, control, communication, and battle management. Uh, we need to understand next-generation air dominance and all the family of systems and sensors. And the, the easiest way... Um, to know that you know all seven imperative, operational imperatives are interlinked and they affect each other, um, but after NGAD, you know, with with as we go to a sixth generation fly, fight, fighter and combative comb- collaborative aircraft, um, if that one stand, that stands up, um, that is evolving the way that we fight. And, you know, some people don't know what C-3BM is, some people don't understand the air battle management because maybe they haven't been on those, but it's really to make sure that the sensors that provide data give the shooters the data that they need at the time and the perfect timing precisely when they need it. And that's for decision-making, that's for commanders on the ground, and so, You know, I went through the the three OIs, and then as we get into um, uh, resilient basing, we get into uh, global strike and systems, and then, of course, that we get into readiness. Um, The Having an understanding where all of those OIs are going and how we fit in and making sure that we're not trying to compartmentalize, but we're seeing them as a whole and uh, you know a holistic approach to that. That along as we feed the national Defense strategy and then everything for a- AQ SAF AQ my boss, honorable Hunter, where his AQ focus areas are, and then you know the majority of our, of our, our teams, Um, The predominance of our 8,000 folks are within Air Force Material Command, and so we need to understand where General Richardson is going. And then with our Space Force counterparts, uh, we need to understand where Honorable Cavelli is going. So, um, those are the driving principles behind why alignment is so important. And then with prioritization, which is the second lens that we look through, if we are doing so much because everything's important, then we're probably not trying we're we're probably not focused on on the most important and that's where the prioritization piece comes in. So as we brought in our senior contracting officials this July and August and then we had our board of directors meeting in November, we looked at the 2022 flight plan and we looked at everything through what should we be doing what are we not doing and what should we continue to do? And then we had a great conversation with all of our LOE champions and to make sure that we were focused on our priorities and we had tough conversations on trade-offs that had to be made. And we're taking those into our flight plan for 2023. Um, that also, when, when we're focusing on our lines of effort, so we still have four lines of effort, And so we have our uh, mission-focused business leaders, we have our tools not rules, we have um, innovating business operations, and then we have our expeditionary contracting operations as our contingency contracting officers uh, support the joint force and the expeditionary workforce. But all four of those, we now have 31 key results, and we have down-selected by using that rubric on what was achievable, what was resourced, where did we do a feasibility analysis, and we were able to truly prioritize, Um, and at the same time we were actually able to give back white space for some folks who were working on some of those key results that maybe weren't going to get across the finish line without um, this that or the other and so those were great conversations that we had with our senior contracting officials um, and I'm really looking excited um, you know and looking forward to I'm excited about 2023 as we release our flight plan in February and that last component of our the lens that we look through is simplification and I'll just go back to there's 8,000 of us and we have to speak to every single member And if we're not speaking to every single member, the junior members, in in addition to our senior members, then we could be leaving people behind and we can't afford to do that. It literally is unaffordable and it's a waste of our resources to do that. So we have to be focused on where we're, we're moving and going forward. So alignment, prioritization, and simplification, um, it's, it's three components of that lens that we're looking at all perspectives um, and making sure that we're getting feedback from folks. And as we go into 2023, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And, and one of the other things that we're going to do, and, and I, don't, I don't know when this podcast will be released, but... Um, we are going to fight for feedback. So when we send out drafts of the flight plan, we want people to read it. We want to make sure that we've met the mark. And the simplification piece will be one that is, is truly um, critical because if it's not simple and it doesn't make sense, it will be hard to execute. So we want that feedback before we actually um, snap the, the one February target. And if it takes a little bit longer to get that feedback, you know, we're willing to, to take some time there because we don't want to force something. We don't, we, we don't want to be schedule driven. We want to be more event driven. And the event is that we, we get feedback and make sure that we're resonating with everybody across the enterprise and that we're listening to what people are saying, so. So it's not a one timer. It's a a revisited. It's a revisited. uh, Sometimes I call it a living document. There you go. And and the yes, and then um, so you'll be able to see our um, the flight plan as it comes out. You'll be able to see the overarching lines of effort. You'll be able to see the objectives, and then the key results, which change a little bit more often um, between 31 and 34 key results that we have. Uh, We'll have the the links on our Air Force Contracting Central so that you can go to AFCC, the SharePoint, and see where we're at on those. Um, Most importantly, if you are interested in a key result that just really is something that is near and dear to your heart that you can volunteer, and so you'll know who the leads are, and so you can raise your hand and, and ask to be part of that group, uh, working through your, you know, your supervisors and your senior contracting officials, because that's, that's what it's about, right? It's, a, um, it's still my, one of my favorite quotes is to, you know, uh, alone we can go fast, but together we can go far, and the only way to go far with this flight plan and to achieve everything that we want to is together and collaboratively
1: awesome circling back to the board of directors so i know you discussed that y'all talked about the flight plan there but what were some other challenges discussed
2: or areas of opportunity that were highlighted while you all had that meeting so like i said we met in july august and november and there was a lot of discussion and I think that one of, the, one of the hardest things, so there's a great book out there by Adam Grant, it's called Think Again, and he loves to talk about, he has a couple chapters and he actually weaves it in and out of his stories on escalation of commitment. And escalation of commitment is when you're unwilling to change your mind, sometimes you can um, even be uh, overly concerned with the sunk cost which is I have spent so much time or so much money on this already that you are unwilling to walk away. And I would say that there, there were some key results that some folks um, by, uh, by virtue of just their participation in it were very emotionally attached to some things. And. By the fact that we looked at all of them through this alignment, prioritization, and simplification lens, we were able to make it a little bit less emotional. And so there was a lot of um, data driven conversations, but also, you know, you can't ever really take out the emotion component altogether. We are humans, we are not robots, thankfully. Um, because I think we're pretty awesome as not being <laughs> robots and we'd like to keep it that way. But, you know, understanding that, that there are, uh, you know, key results that, that people, they had invested a lot of time in. And, and so those are the conversations where we spent a little bit more time and really had to be, you know, honest with ourselves of, well, what were the constraints? Uh, what were the obstacles? Why, why was it so hard to get those over the finish line in 2022 or, or maybe even earlier? And then, you know, the operational imperatives, they had only come out in 2021, which was the fall of 21. So if, you're, you know, if your boss is telling you that these are the important things and those are what are going to get resourced, that really helps you it helps you make some decisions. It makes it helps you make some trade-offs. It helps you make some tough decisions. And, and then there are a couple things that maybe you want to extend out and maybe you're, you're unwilling to totally walk away. And some of those things that we know that we really want to achieve, but there's... There's a lot of ingredients, I would say, that we still need before we can make that souffle. Um, we have put them in the parking lot or sandbox, and we're hopeful that we can get more data on them, uh, seek more resources, seek the advocacy from other stakeholders within, uh, not just across the department, but maybe in the building. Um, some of them you know, have fiscal constraints, and so by putting them in the sandbox, until they get to a decision point where maybe they needed money, then we'll buy ourselves some time, and then at the end of 23, 2023, we will go through that analysis again, and then you know we'll make a decision on whether or not that will stay in the flight plan for 2024. So um, everything in the flight plan today, and everything that the senior contracting officials discussed um, and the LOE champions discussed, the they every single SCO raised their hand and voted. And if there, were, if there were opposing views, we heard them out. And we are being very ambitious in some areas, but we're also um, very realistic, which goes back to that feasibility analysis, that some things are going to take longer than a year. And it kind of goes back to that old adage where You can keep kicking the decision down the road and then you'll never start. But what you're doing is you're leaving it for the people behind you. And I would say the most emotional that I get and I will always get is when I'm making a decision today in 2022 or 2023 that I know is gonna impact our workforce in 2030 or even 2035. And so, if it's the right thing to do, we have to find a way. We will break down walls. We will, you know, we will knock on doors and we will find the advocates because we need that advocacy within the building and across the department for contracting. But as we enable program managers and the multifunctional team everywhere we're at, I mean, our mission partners we have to do a lot of things collaboratively, collaboratively with them. And so sometimes we have to slow down a little bit to bring them with us, especially when we have the great ideas. And you know, there was a, a great article I read a couple years ago it was about like, how do you know when you resonate? How do you know? And sometimes life is about timing. And so um, we're leaving some opportunity out there where we have some decision space. And and then when the time comes where we're going to have to you know potentially make a tough call and say this is no longer viable we're not going to get there we'll make those but we're going to make them together as a team so I'm pretty excited about that and so I guess I would say you know not a whole lot of, of um, you know it was very constructive there wasn't uh, and there was a lot of debate but I, that's the dialogue that we need and the feedback that we seek so it was a great board of directors meeting. So in your opinion, what should the everyday Air
1: Force contracting professional focus on in completing their day-to-day jobs, and what should that individual
2: keep their eye on from a strategic standpoint? Day-to-day versus strategic. Ah, yes. (laughs) Like there's, I will say that there's no perfect balance, and, you know, that's a great question, but it's also a very difficult answer because... I believe in the uniqueness for each individual. I love the fact that we have individual development plans um, because they're individual to the person being developed. And that has to be an IDP conversation between the employee and the supervisor. I also encourage all employees to have mentors, and they can be informal and formal mentors and, and they really should be you know, even across from different functions. But day-to-day, as you're, you're thinking through how, how do I want to grow, um, I would offer one, one way, and there's no perfect way, but one way is what, what goals do you have? You know, if, if, if I'm a brand-new employee and I've been in the office for three months or less, I mean, my goal is probably to be able to find my lunch, um, <laughs> understand what my telework schedule is, meet the members of my team, and those are some short-term goals. If I've, I've, I've been in Air Force contracting in the Air Force for 29 years, I'll pass 30 years next June, and I, it's amazing um, how fast the time has gone, but what I always found was really um, helpful was kind of setting out those goals, and I so I would offer that um, again. One approach is kind of setting out your both professional and personal goals, and then a short term, mid term, and long term for each. So really, it's six goals, but and they can be interwoven. But you know, if again, if if I've been in the office for three months and you ask me for a short term goal, my definition of short term might be a week. If I've been in the, the, the office um, or the organization for you know 10 years, 15 years, my definition of a short-term goal might be one to two years. And then a medium goal might be two to five. And then, frankly, this is kind of funny because I, I feel like yesterday I was a second lieutenant. And if you asked me what the definition of long-term was, at that time, I would have said five years. But now to me, long-term is 20 years. And so what are my professional and personal goals in 20 years? I know that at that time I will no longer be in uniform. And, and so you have to have goals because I am committed to lifelong learning. Um, I am not um, one of those people who shies away from not knowing something i um, a voracious reader and learner, and I, I just ask a lot of questions, and I learn from everybody around me, um, officer, enlisted, civilian, and I would offer that that's, that's one way that um, you could kind of think through your own goals. And Delaney, as you go to command, um, I know that, uh, first of all, we'll have a squadron commander course next year, and you'll be invited to that. But when, I'll give you a little peek underneath the table, but when I I talk to new squadron commanders, I I say that if you think you have this um, and you're not a little anxious, then there might be something um, um, off a little bit because it should be anxious causing. It's not anxiety, we don't want you stressed out, but you are gonna be responsible for people other than yourself for really one of the first times. And it's exciting, but it's challenging and it's a little anxious, um, anxiety causing (laughs) all the above. So exactly. So what do you hope to see
1: accomplished uh, to keep with the theme of the time of year what is on your Christmas Christmas wish list for 2023 in Air Force? Uh, yes. My, holiday, you wish list. List. my list. holiday
2: wish list my holiday wish list well ha- yes ha- the the holidays um, as we go in I mean I already said it's not schedule driven we're going to be event driven with the flight plan but I'm so excited. So Mr. Scott Callisti, he's he's my deputy and he is our integrator for the flight plan. And he and Brian Lark and Will Winnig and all the SCOs and the, the champions, I mean, they are moving mountains by putting words and metrics behind each of the key results. Because if you have a key result, which is feeding an objective, which is going after that larger line of effort, if you don't measure yourself, how do you know what success is? And my holiday wish list is that we have some very meaningful me- metrics. So we're able to measure ourselves and hold ourselves accountable to where we're going. And then as I kind of spoke earlier that we leave ourselves some decision space where once we start collecting data, we may be off a little bit and then we can course correct but i'm really excited as we go into 2023 and i know that um miss nancy andrews she she interviewed me for her quarterly newsletter and she asked me you know what i thought was one of the biggest opportunities that we have that we can work on she actually labeled it a challenge again i don't see challenges i always see opportunities At least in the in the long run, right? In the in the not at the onset. At the onset, we might be shocked into um, not even moving. But once we get through that and learn a lot more by asking questions and building together, that bringing together the team, I would see our biggest opportunity is collaboration. And collaboration does not mean consensus. It means that you come to the table prepared. It means that you come to the table with ideas. It means that you are able to bounce your ideas off of others and that everybody has an open mind. And that in this way, I see collaboration as a huge opportunity for 2023 uh, as we bring together collectively across the enterprise, all of our mission-focused business leaders, which I see is you cannot be a mission-focused business leader unless you are a change agent, because you physically can't grow or expand or learn without changing. And that is, those are intertwined to me, but to make stronger mission-focused business leaders, we have to change, we change within ourselves. And as we go into 2023, I want us to change how we see collaboration. So looking at networks in a different way. um, Who do we need to bring in with us? Who do we need to partner with? Um, You know, partnering more and, and stronger with defense industry. Partnering more with small businesses, with Ability One, with commercial industry, who have dual use technology that we can bring to bear on those operational imperatives that Secretary Kendall has laid in front of us, and that we do everything that we can to accelerate change so that we win.
1: Awesome. Lastly, as is usually appropriate at the end of a podcast, do you have any plugs for any other books, podcasts, things you're listening to? things you want to share with folks
2: okay well so i still love think again and i would say if you haven't read it um or downloaded the podcast that is a great one i still love this podcast which you know amber created and and i'm very grateful to be on this podcast again it turns four it turns four (laughs) that's awesome and and i really um i really so i've been listening to a couple um new ones um gen z which is good because um so i actually have an executive coach and i know amber was talking to she was we were talking about the difference between mentoring and coaching and my executive coach um he he always asks you um asked me questions about you know um you know Yesterday was it a, two days ago. We had a conversation about um, you know, well, what do you see in, in your your bar, ballpark? What's what's going on in your neck of the woods? And he's working a different project, but he, he asked me about my thoughts on um, why some people aren't open for uh, for feedback, and I said, well, I think that some senior members in the Department of the Defense, um, everywhere, I could say corporate industry everywhere Um, there's generational differences and instead of embracing those general differences and trying to find out what makes people different is you know that's one thing that makes people uncomfortable and my husband um, Ray he 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 often tells me he's like I could never go back and serve again because I would be so upset with people asking me why why do this why do that and I, I, I'm glad, I'm happy, I'm thrilled. I didn't get that gene, I'm the opposite. I wanna know what makes people tick. Um, I, don't, I don't think that just because someone was born in a certain year that they're gonna act a certain way. I think everybody's different and unique. And you know, really um, challenge myself to learn about different generations and, and not, not assume that just because, oh, you were born in 1984, you're a blank. That you're going to behave a certain way at work. I I want to know the 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 kind of generic overall behavior from a generation, but I also want to know what's important. Um, so I really like this Gen Z podcast, and I think it was um, she the um, the chief of staff of the Air Force and the chief master sergeant of the Air Force. They had shared it earlier on one of one of the specific ones that they wanted us to listen to, and. I just kind of download a couple of them because they're, they're kind of fascinating. It's either on trends and shopping and fashion and then also work behavior. Uh, so I'm always learning in that. So I would, I would look for a Gen Z podcast. And then my favorite, um, my fourth favorite would be Something You Should Know by Mike Carruthers. So that's a good one. I listened to one today and it wasn't that good, um, but uh, it, was, it was still eye-opening and, and gave me some food for thought so absolutely awesome
1: well thank you for doing this ma'am it's been a pleasure welcome back to right pat
0: thank you temporarily and uh happy holidays to you and yours thank you happy holidays if you have suggestions for topics or people to interview or feedback on the podcast you can submit those at the contracting experience at gmail.com i want to thank you all for listening to the contracting experience podcast until next time keep connecting to the world around you